103. It's the best bits of Manchester's best breakfast show all stuck together in MP3 sellotape. Love Mike and Chelsea. Love the Toulon cast. I was reading an interview um, with Michelle Collins in one of the Sunday TV mags at the yeah. weekend. Um, and, and she was all quite glammed up, glammed up. She can be quite an attractive woman. Oh, she's lovely, yeah. Dead skinny. Maybe he's a bit too skinny. Yeah, bit too skinny. I like, I like women girls in a little, little figure-hugging dress the other week. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Um, and and I remember when um, when I was kind of like probably in my late teens or early twenties, and she was Cindy Beale. Yeah. When she arrived at uh, Albert Square in EastEnders as Cindy Beale, and I remember really quite fancying her. Yes. And it's really weird. And I was I was I was chatting to Gemma about this over the weekend, and then on I think it was Saturday afternoon there was a Carry On film on the telly. And there was Barbara Windsor <laughs> on this carry-on film, but probably when she was in her mid-30s. Yes. Uh, and I remember again, as, as a kid, when they... Because obviously they, they, they re-show all the carry-on films all the time, don't they? And there was this scene, I remember watching it as a, as a kind of a just-approaching-puberty kind of she boy. She was the rude character, wasn't she? She was doing some kind of chest exercise <laughs> where... I think it was carry-on, whatever it was, carry-on up the bottom or whatever it was called. <laughs> and she was doing this, we must increase our bust. Oh, and she yeah. was doing this kind of movement, <laughs> and you had Frankie Howard going oh look at that oh, at that, oh dear and and a bra pinged off oh and i remember as a as a as a young impressionable fancying her yeah that's kind of less acceptable <laughs> no but now i'd look... say as cindy beale she was she you know she wasn't a bad looking character yeah. well cindy beale's still a little michelle collins yeah. a good looking woman as you but, but barbara uh, windsor less she's so still fancying now on the bingo adverts in that funny queen dress yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and Gillian Tailforth. You've seen her? She's in those new ads, isn't she? Oh, yeah, the Daz ones. Yeah, actually, she looks quite with good. Martin. <laughs> she, yeah, with Martin Platt. <laughs> Where do they, what, what was with, with all these old soap stars coming back for the I two? think they pay good money. I think that's probably <laughs> it. Um, yeah, actually, well, there's another one. Gillian Tailforth. Again, when I was a kid, much in an older woman kind of way, she, I she considered her hot. She was in a day, wasn't well, she? she? There was a very, famous thing uh, she did. An that... incident by the side of the road. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so do I. <clears throat> and um, it's funny, isn't it? I was, I was chatting that the, the things that, when you're a kid... The people you have crushes on. Yeah. So now, if, if ever I... Actually, I did meet Barbara Windsor once. She came to uh, see the Panto a couple of years ago because her husband was, was the producer of it. And um, and Barbara... And, and I didn't mention that I used to fancy her. I wouldn't have done. And I, I looked at her like, well, she's not obviously... You know, she's, she's got a bit older since the, the showing her boobicles yeah. uh, scene. Um, but I used to fancy Barbara Windsor. Isn't that a weird thing? Yeah, and I can't believe you're admitting it. <laughs> no, no, nor can I. Isn't that even weirder? <laughs> Is it, but when, you have a, when you're a kid and you're, you're just developing your... You know, when all your bits and pieces are starting. Yes. And you're developing your sexuality. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. And you do have sort of embarrassing kid crushes. I like to call them uh, EKCs, <laughs> the embarrassing kid crush. Chelsea, I imagine at some point you... I had a few. Yeah, go on. Uh, well, good ones were Jason Priestley no, and no, Luke Perry. They're hot. I, I know. They're and hot I used anyway. to collect their posters and put them in a, a ring binder folder and look at them on a daily But that's, that's entirely acceptable. Then, and I, I, I've thought about this recently for some other reason. Um, there was... Do you remember uh, He-Man, Masters of the Universe? Dolph Lundgren? No, it wasn't, though. It wasn't the film. I think it was like a TV series. The cartoon? No. Don't tell me you used to get off on a cartoon, you weirdo. It was weirdo. a man with a blonde bob, but it wasn't Dolph Lundgren because I'd know him anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I fancied him. And I also fancied Glenn Medeiros. Um, do you remember... Uh, Nothing's gonna <laughs> change my love and for you. And for some reason I have this really vivid memory of him performing that song on Top of the Pops. Yeah. And it was his, I think, 16th birthday. And they brought a cake on. <laughs> and I just watched it 
on repeat. So if Glenn Medeiros <laughs> was to come back from wherever he is it now... It depends what, the you know, what the years have done uh, yeah. to Glenn. But um, you still might fancy him now. Yeah, probably. Right, okay. Him and Climby Fisher, I, I really like them. Climby Fisher was a band. Oh, was it? Yeah, there was two of them. Oh, you, the, you're The one with the longer hair. You're sexually insatiable. I, I want person. both of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, there was, Cly there was Cly Simon Climby... And whoever the other guy oh. was, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you I can have both. You listen, you can have them in your. With the long hair. Listen, you can have them in your E K E K C bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, uh, embarrassing kid crushes. Um, just have a think for a minute, right? Just cast your mind back. When you were a kid, uh, was there anyone that you really fancied who you look back now and you think, oh no, what was, <laughs> what was I thinking when I was developing <laughs> my I bits and pieces? Have to look up Glenn Medeiros. Where are you? Uh, who was your E K C? <laughs> I'm just trying to make this catch on. <laughs> Lou in Offerton says her EKC, embarrassing kid crush, used to be Stuart Hall. <laughs> oh, that's really weird. She says, when I was five, I used to run up to the TV and kiss the screen every time Aww. it was on. Uh, Ruth's on the phone in Swinton. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning. Good morning, how are you? All right, thank you. Slightly embarrassed yeah. about admitting to this. Okay, who is your EKC? <laughs> Not anymore, it was. It was David Van Day. Oh. <laughs> David Van Day, as in uh, the the other half of Dollar. Yeah, it was when he was in Dollar, I might add. Not when he was in... Um, I'm a Celebrity. celebrity. <laughs> he, he made a real speboid of himself on I'm a Celebrity, a didn't he? It makes him unattractive, yeah. doesn't it? I know, it was horrible. It was awful admitting it. it was, I can't believe it. Did you, did you have any posters of David Van Day? Of course, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no. That's really I'm weird. right down in my estimation. Ruth, I Ruth, I don't know you, but I feel like that's never going to happen now. <laughs> uh, Hayley's on the phone in Salford. Good morning, Hayley. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Everyone's, everyone's always chuckling. Morning. No. morning. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, Hayley, who was your embarrassing kid crush? Um, I had a few. Um, there was the bald guy from the Crystal Maze. Oh, uh, Richard, um... O'Brien. Richard yeah. O'Brien. Yeah. I don't think you'd ever have a chance with him. No. Oh, no, yes, I'm sure you wouldn't. <laughs> the bald guy from Right Said Fred. Again. <laughs> it's unlikely that union would ever happen. <laughs> and, uh, Grant Mitchell. Grant Mitchell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I, can, I can see, actually, I don't know whether Grant Mitchell, actually, Kayleigh, would go into the EKC category. Because he's not because terrible. He's time, not terrible. I think he would have done. Yeah. Maybe okay. not now, but uh, at the time, is in the it, 90s. Is there, is there another one? Um, there's also a few, I can't remember what I'll put Have now. Have you married a bald man? No. <laughs> He's got loads of hair. Oh, is he really? Okay, you changed. Maybe yeah. you've moved past your weird obsession then. Uh, good morning Sorry? to Mandy from Staley Bridge says, uh, I'm so embarrassed to say that um, when I was a kid, I had an EKC on the Hoff. Oh, oh no. My was quite hot in Baywatch. I preferred mm. Hobie's son, but he was still all right. I was going to say, yes, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> That's entirely wrong. He was a good-looking kid. I'm no Richard O'Brien. <laughs> uh, it's 7.56 on Keyword 03. I've been um, looking for pictures of Glenn Medeiros. Oh, what? His MySpace <laughs> has crashed my computer. Anyway, I've managed to find him. He works in a hotel in uh, Hawaii, where he's from, uh, called the Hale Koa Hotel in, on Waikiki Beach. And he performs regularly uh, and does often do his famous hit, Nothing's Gonna Change My Love. Chelsea, I'm... I'm going to do this for you. Don't ruin it, though. What do you mean, ruin it? I'm, no, I'm going to do it as a little special treat. sound effect. Just on. for you. This is Mike Toolan and Glenn Medeiros. No! If I had to live my life without you near me. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. 
we went to um, Matt Haslam's wedding. Matt's not here at the minute. He's no. currently on his way to uh, to the airport. He's going off on honeymoon today. Okay. Uh, but congratulations to Matt Haslam, the ginger prince of radio, <laughs> uh, and to his beautiful bride, uh, Helen Dunning, now Spokes. No, not Spokes. No, no, no sorry, wrong Matt. Now Haslam. Yes, no, that <laughs> You've got too many names sorry, yes. um, it was It was a great ceremony, by the way. It, it, it seemed to all go off fairly successfully, didn't it? Yes. Um, we got to meet the one and only Colin. Colin Matt's Haslam. Dad. The man's a legend. We've heard so much about him. And, he eats three uh, portions of chips in one go. 70% potato. Isn't he? He's more potato than <laughs> man. man. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, I, uh, myself and Gemma um, arrived late for the Shock. wedding ceremony. Shock. Um, it was very much like, if you've seen that 90s movie, Four Weddings and a Funeral, <laughs> the opening scene, uh, it was just like that with the two of us, like, oh, <laughs> there were lots of swear words going on. Uh, we completely slept in and uh, raced to the uh, to the place just on time. In fact, it wasn't even on time. We arrived after the bride, which is kind of awful. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 we, we arrived, it was at the Lowry Theatre, and uh, the, the bridal car was there already. And Helen, the bride, had already got out, <laughs> and we had pulled up behind it. And I'm like, oh no, what did they do now? <laughs> so we did that. We kind of snuck in. No, we didn't know because everyone saw you. Everyone and saw us and laughed and mm. cheered. But apart from that, it seemed to go fairly well. Well, um, I had a bit of a problem. Um, well, apart from the fact that um, obviously you were on my table. Yes, wasn't that <laughs> was good though? Wasn't problem. it? That was that was a highlight for you. <laughs> um, I was trying to take pictures all day. And don't know why or how, but you ended up in pretty much every single one of them. And you I'm know, the camera loves me. What can I say? Not really. No, I think you love the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what it is. And um, I took a picture of Matt and Helen on their first dance, and I really wanted to take a nice one. Uh, I've put it on a picture on our Facebook, actually. If you just want to refresh and click on this, um, you'll see what I mean about Mike getting um, oh. in the way. Uh, of my pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it actually looks like Matt and Ma uh, Mike's first wedding dance. I actually was that annoying guy. I wanted a good <laughs> shot of the couple. So I actually did put myself right next to them. <laughs> so there's the three of us uh, yeah. during the first dance pictures. Sorry, yeah, that, that's kind of bad. It's a pretty bad picture. There's almost that. a bit of a bald spot on the back uh, of my head I there. wasn't going to say it, but, but I have there it some is. boot polish. When did that happen? <laughs> um, Matt, uh, I say accidentally, um, he, he laughed uh, during the vows. Yes. At the least appropriate moment that any human <laughs> should ever laugh in their life. <laughs> the, uh, he was doing the thing, I vow to be faithful, forsaking all others. Yeah. And he actually laughed all the way through it. Yeah. In, in, the, in the same way that, like, Ryan Giggs might have done. <laughs> um, and I said to him afterwards, you can't laugh during the, 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 the I promise to be faithful line. Yeah. And apparently, and, it, and I'm sure he will mind me saying this on air, uh, he was he was trying not to cry. Yeah. And you're that nervous thing where you're about to cry and you sort of cover it up by... <laughs> A bit Louise Woodward when she was in court. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just like that. <laughs> it's like, did you shake the baby? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yes, that's not a funny question at all. Not at all. Um, uh, they, they did give out as wedding presents um, lottery tickets, didn't they? I didn't get a single number. Did you not? I actually got six numbers. No, you didn't. Um, you know, on the show last Wednesday, um, yes. we were talking about when it's okay to complain in a restaurant. Oh, yes. yes. I remember. 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 I think, hang on a minute, I, I've come in here to experience, you know, a nice meal, and I'm waiting to pay. I've not even come over to check anything. So I just stomped up to the bar with a face like thunder and said, I want to pay, please. And no, normally I would complain. You know what I'm like? Oh, I do know. 
Yes, Chelsea, I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> you were complaining. So the more uh, we talked about the fact you had a bad time at this restaurant, mm. uh, the more it ignited your it anger. Did. So, so what have you done? What I've course written a letter. Oh, God. I've written a letter um, because I do have like a, a, a complaint template. And Which is actually your, your mandate for life. <laughs> <laughs> and all you need to do at any point is just change the bits to apply to the new situation. Um, so here's the letter. Because uh, I went on their website and it says, um, oh, contact us. Uh, how do you want to contact us? Is it positive feedback? Mine was entitled complaint. Complaint. And, and this is what I wrote, right? I bet they love getting emails from people like you. <laughs> they look at the emails and say, Chelsea spoke, subject matter... Complaint. complaint. Oh, let's open up this one. <laughs> right, well, it says, to whom it may concern. That's um, always a good start. It is, I You've think. included everybody. I think so. Mm. Um, I'm writing about a recent trip to your restaurant, which was a disastrous visit. Um, I start off by saying when I, when I went in, so that they can, you know, log when, when I was actually eating. Uh, I said, uh, starters arrived, very nice, but no one checked that they were nice. Uh, they arrived... Hang on, let's, let's just stop. They this should bit. always come over and say, is everything Okay. To right. give, you, give you an option to, to give you feedback. I like. I just like to be left okay. alone. I don't want them coming back halfway through my it's starter. Not right? Well, I'm sure you send them a letter. <laughs> then they arrive back with the main course. That's when it really started to go down the hill. Uh, my <laughs> no, food. No, no, not down the hill. Downhill. <laughs> well, it's more conversational to say it went down the hill. Down. But hill. you might be thinking, what hill? <laughs> the hill. The food hill. The food hill. Uh, my food was cold, and when I asked the waiter um, what he could do, his answer was, "He said was, I can juggle." What can I do about it? He didn't say he did. that. Is that Not what he a said? great response and didn't really take control of the situation. Did the, did the waiter really say that? Yeah. What can I do about exactly. it? Exactly. You can take it back. You. <laughs> I said, and then I said here, because you, you, what you've got to do when you complain is offer... Uh, Constructive. ...glimpses of what they could have done. So here it is. So you've suggested. He took my food away, where for the next ten minutes I had to watch my husband eat. No offer of a free drink while we waited. So there's the yes. hint there's the suggestion. of what they could have done. Yeah. When my food arrived, my husband then had to watch me eat, which is never a pleasant experience. Well, I've heard the noise you make when you eat a boiled <laughs> egg. <laughs> uh, I got sick of waiting to pay at the end. I walked up to the bar. After a few minutes, the waitress spotted us. There were no apologies, no friendly banter. Errors had been made. And then this is the bit which I usually always include, whether it's true or not. They'll mm. never know. Having been a former employee... Right. I recall service being better than this. Hang on. A former employee... You just once worked at Pizza Hut. It was part of the chain. Oh. Right? Uh, but but you use that. That's your big line Matt all the time. That does cringe whenever I bring that up. Yeah. If my delivery's late at Pizza Hut, I, said, I used to work for Pizza yes, Hut. Yes. I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> um, I said, I recall service being better than this, but after a long time of not calling in, maybe things have changed. Is this how you roll these days? <laughs> right? no. That always works well. Oh, no. Then that's finally, like a dad saying, in it. <laughs> then finally, <laughs> right? You the last will. line is very important. Yes. This is the last line. Mm. I considered whether to complain, but after a difficult day, because then they feel sorry for you, yeah. I decided not to. But having thought about it, I've decided to get in touch and give you my feedback so that you can change my opinion of your organisation. So you change the... Uh, I await your response. Chelsea Spokes. Okay, and, um, uh, and did so, you did you, you know, get any kind of response? Uh, Sarah rang me yesterday. Yeah. Uh, she apologised, mm. um, and she said that uh, I know it's going to be really difficult after such a terrible after such a trauma. Experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we we know we'd love the opportunity to to change your, your opinion. Yeah. And um, we'd, we'd we'd like to to send you fifty pounds worth of gift vouchers. <laughs> I will put it behind me on this occasion. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Keep one over.
Uh, if you've seen Peter Kay so far at the arena, is it any good? Has anyone been? I haven't heard anything about it at all. Uh, Wesley Adams says uh, he's rubbish, complete waste of money. There's more laughs in EastEnders. Uh, Carolyn Cooper says, I'm going to find out on the 7th of October. I've had the tickets now for this gig for two years. Uh, Kelly Cooper says two words, Lee Evans. What, he's nicking Lee Evans? What, what does really? that mean? I don't know. Uh, Claire Redfern uh, disagrees, and she says, I went last year whilst heavily pregnant. Even my baby laughed. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Uh, Dawn's on the phone. Good morning, Dawn. Hi, Mike. Hi, you okay? Yeah, fine, thank you. Yeah, so you've been to see Peter Kay at the arena. Yeah, we went Tuesday night, and right. it was absolutely brilliant. Was it amazing? Was it as funny as all his previous tours? Yeah, definitely, and then some. I mean, we, we were so glad for him to just have a rest from laughing. It was brilliant. How, how long have you had your ticket for? 18 months. <laughs> so for, you said 18 months? Yeah. And, and it was seriously yeah. worth the wait, was it, Dawn? We've been, we've been avoiding hearing on interviews and things like that, so we won't hear any of his gags the show, so, yeah, it was worth the wait, definitely. Did you see him, Dawn, on um, the Jonathan Ross show a couple of weeks ago? No, I wanted to avoid it completely, because I didn't know if he'd start saying gags He didn't do a show. single gag. Did he, <laughs> Did he not? <laughs> the, the, the thing is, um, he came on and um, just tried to disrupt the whole interview so that Jonathan Ross couldn't actually control him in any way, shape or form. Um, but the thing is, I watched it completely open-minded and mm. I, I found it really unfunny. It Did went you? too far. Did it? Yeah. And then it got to an ad break and it was almost like somebody had stomped on and said, now Peter, sit on the <laughs> sofa yeah. and talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because it sort of, you know, it was hanging off the set just before right. the ad break. And was then it? only when he came back into it, he mm -hmm. sort of well, sat with his legs crossed. Did he? So, yeah, we actually mentioned it at the Emmy Arena and he said he just went nervous. He didn't know what happened. He just what, what, oh, what, so that's um, nice of him to say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, it must be nerve-wracking to, to appear it on the It was awful telly, actually, if was I'm it? honest with yeah. you. In the, oh, before, really? in the run up to the to the ad break, it was awful and it was like it was like watching a film with your hands across your face. You sort of oh, you know, one of those cringy ones. And then when ones, he yeah. came back and somebody had had a word, he was absolutely fine. But it wasn't. <laughs> in fact I've put a link to it on our Facebook site. If you haven't seen it, um, right. have a look, Dawn, if you just click on it. It's it's okay. only a little clip. And just see what you think. I don't funny or too far, I'm not sure. I do right. I I remember his routine from the last tour. I remember one about the, the dunking of the biscuits. Yeah. Yes. And how there's nothing worse than when uh, you've got your digestive and it breaks, it melts into the... <laughs> yeah. Quick, Mum, get a spoon! My biscuit's broken into my tea! And then how hobnobs are like the marines of biscuits. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah dunk us again. Again, we're, again. We're solid, again, again. <laughs> I think some of his observational stuff is some of the funniest ever. Yeah. Uh, and I do remember, uh, there's another very quick... It's an old joke, but it's one Peter Kay tells. Uh, I'll, I'll give this to you, Dawn. Uh, knock, knock. Biggish. Biggish who? <laughs> Not today, thanks. I've already got this, Mum. Good morning, Pixie. Hello, guys. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, good. You sound you sound a little bit echoey. Are you in some toilet? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm actually um, in the bath. <laughs> are you really? No, keep describing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally just got out of bed. I got in the bath, and then. Um, I told my manager just gave me the phone, so I was like, okay. All right. Well, listen, it's nice, it's nice to chat to you. I mean, you are, are you in Manchester now in the bath? Um, yeah, I'm in Manchester. I'm just in the hotel. Right, okay. Um, you, you could have really, if you thought about it, you could have got up at seven and you could have actually made it into the studio. Yeah, we've got banners and everything for yeah, you. Yeah, I've... I, honestly, yeah, I've done the bunting, I've made special cases. There's photographers outside waiting yeah, for you. Yeah, I've got Toblerone. 
Oh, I had a no, and I would have done that, guys. We are dissed to the appointed. Um, oh, so, no. listen, we, we saw loads of pictures in the press last week. You were at London Fashion Week. How did that go? It was really fun, actually. Um, I love London Fashion Week, but there's never enough time to make all the shows. I always want to go to everyone, but the schedule's so busy. I've, uh, like, people that say, no, you're in the studio, you can't go to it. You're wearing loads of front rows. Were you there, like, personally, or obviously, because, you know, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but you are getting more and more into fashion, so is it a bit of both? Um, what's that, sorry? Was it more, obviously, getting more into, like, the fashion world? Yeah. Was it kind of to get inspiration, or was it, like, a personal thing of what's going to be on the catwalks and stuff? Yeah, I just love seeing um, all the catwalk shows and seeing what trends what are coming up and stuff. Um, but I only got to make it to one show, one show, which is the yoga show, and then I went to a couple of, like, fashion events, but they weren't actually um, catwalk shows. Um, but... I just really enjoy it. I love seeing everyone's fashion and all the crazy characters that turn up. It's Again, really another reason why you should have been here today. I'm actually wearing my new shirt from River Island. <laughs> oh, I, oh I missed it. It's checkered and everything. Uh, so you've got now, um, you're, you're with Lipsy, aren't you? So, And yeah. you've got now like an autumn-winter collection, which you're unveiling today at the Arndale. Exactly, yeah. So that's what I'm launching today at the Arndale. I'm doing a little acoustic performance. Um, I think people can come down from around 4 o'clock. Um, and yeah, I'm just launching the new autumn winter range. Okay, so how did you get involved with Lipsy then? Well, it's actually going to be my fourth one. Mm. Um, I did spring, summer, autumn, winter last year. Spring, summer, this is my autumn, winter. And um, the opportunity just came up. And obviously, I love fashion. I think most girls do. And I, they asked if I wanted to design my own range. And I was like... Yeah, I'm going to turn so, that down. <laughs> is it properly, so is it properly you sit there with a, with a great big easel and, a, and a, a sort of an artist sort of workshop? Are you designing? I mean, when you say you design, how, how does the whole, talk us through the whole process. We don't really have like an easel. We have um, a design meeting where we kind of sit down and everyone um, talks about like the trends coming up and then I talk about what pieces I want in the range or what I've been wearing recently and then I've got a sketchbook. So I show my designs and like show fabrics and we just talk about what we want the range to look like are you mates with lily allen because she obviously has done something like this i just wondered whether you'd, yeah. you knew her um, and whether she'd given you any tips i haven't actually met lily allen i haven't met her but she's obviously done really well in the whole fashion thing and yeah. that's actually her own range yeah with her sister isn't it there was a brilliant tv show yeah Exactly, yeah, I watched the TV show, it looks it's really great, good, but, um, it? yeah. no, I haven't met her, I haven't met her yet. Um, so, now listen, while you're on, you've got an album coming out in a, in a few weeks' time, isn't it, called Young, Foolish and Happy. When, when, when is the album out? So the album comes out in November. Um, I've already had my first single. Like my second single went to radio like yesterday, so hopefully people will be hearing that soon. Yeah. And then the album's out in November. Well, people are going to be hearing it very, very soon uh, on Key 103 because we're going to play We've it. Got it play now. It. We've got it now. <laughs> oh, exciting! Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a great track. Well, listen, good luck at the Arndale this afternoon. So, can people just rock up? I think people can just rock up. Yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I heard everyone can just come down from four. All right, so uh, Lipsy, the which is right next to the uh, right next to the next, isn't it? Yes. Um, okay, <laughs> Pixie, good luck with the gig. Uh, we'll see you next time you're in town. Okay, and, and next Thanks. time, yeah, if I get yourself in, if here. I bring out the Toblerone, <laughs> I at least expect you in person. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I'll come down next time. For okay. sure. All right, honey, nice. You guys can come down to the Arndale later if you yeah, want. Yeah, do you know, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I might. I think Is I might. a free dress in it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll throw you one in. All right. <laughs> Cheers, Pixie. Good luck, honey. Like in the morning, 
I, um, I had a, a fairly what would appear to be a normal day yesterday. Right. Um, I was slightly hungover from, from Matt's wedding. Yes. I went to the local cooperative to, to get some nice bacon and a, and a roll. Right. Um, I went to, um, I bought myself some petrol and some, some fantastic Haribo yeah. from the from the local garage. Right. I went to a wedding show. Right. Uh, and then I ordered a, an Indian takeaway. Right. Uh, and that was pretty much my day yesterday, just, just chilling out, me and Gemma. And then I got a phone call middle of the afternoon yesterday from Greater Manchester Police. <laughs> and um, Was it Greater Manchester Fashion Police? That's unkind, that though. No, but that's unkind, isn't it? <laughs> or I'm, I've clearly had a, a traumatic experience, and I expect at this point you'd help me. Transform finally caught up with you about the unpaid <laughs> nose job. <laughs> that's uh, really just rude. <laughs> anyway, um, so I got this call yesterday, um, and it, I actually missed it because it was a blocked call. Yeah. You never answer the blocked no, call, do you? don't trust that, Don't do trust you? them. It could be some salesperson. I know. Anyway, and I, I listened back to the message. I absolutely pooped myself. It was, oh, it was we're looking for Mr. Toolin. It's uh, D.I. Burnside uh, from Greater... Well, no, it wasn't him, but, was you know, it? whatever. No. It was someone from the police. Mm. Uh, so can you call us and quote this incident number, please? We're uh, urgently trying to contact you regarding an incident. Thank you. Absolutely. That's the same voice that you do as a, for a pilot. No, uh, it's not. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here we are over the No, the game. pilot is a lot more bored, and you've got to do this with your voice. <laughs> the pilot. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome aboard BA4952 uh, to Malaga. That's no, he's pilot. clearly related to DI Burnside, no, Burnside though, isn't he? Ah, uh, hello, Mr. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> see? You see the similarities anyway, now? so can you guess, having me told you what yeah. my day entailed, what happened? Why were the police chasing me? Did you nick the bacon? No. Um, Close. You didn't pay for your petrol? Absolutely. Moron. So I went into the local <laughs> Shell garage, I, I got the petrol, and then I went in and got myself some fantastic Haribo, which I love. Yeah. It gives you that, oh, that little shiver. Are they fangs? No, tangtastic, oh. whatever it's called. Fang, tang, tangtastic. The, the, you know the, the, the spicy one? They're all kind of lemony. Oh, right. Do you not know them? No, I don't. Uh, do you eat Haribo? No. Well, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> um, if they're knocking around, I'll have the odd uh, ring or egg. Yeah. I'd quite like or the Or cola love bottles, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what I'd done is, in all my excitement from getting the tangtastics, <laughs> I'd forgotten to pay for the petrol. Right. And so I then drove off. They take your picture now, don't they? Everybody that goes in. You know, your number plate. Uh, well, clearly they traced me somehow. They didn't recognise me from course. the Channel 5 baseball show of 97. <laughs> Are you joking? I <laughs> know. I would have thought they would have done. But uh, disappointingly, no. They, they, so they did. They took. And they got this phone call. The police were chasing me. And the, the, the garage had dobbed me in. It was a genuine, honest mistake. And Is this I, the same garage that you once hit a wall at? We don't, we don't talk about that oh. on the show. They didn't get a picture of that, did they? That we, again, we don't talk about that on the show. That's between me and you. That's, <laughs> right. that's our private... He knocked a wall over. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Shush now. <laughs> so, so the answer's yes, really. Shut your ugly face. Yeah. How about that? Um, interesting, though, that the police now apprehend criminals via the medium of the telephone. <laughs> but that, this is because of the cutbacks in the Greater well, Manchester Police. Say, can you go in and pay? Well, yeah, I had to then phone up and give my, my, my credit card details. Oh, right. But isn't it weird, isn't it? Maybe this is how they're doing it now, yeah. Ah, yes, uh, we believe you burgled somewhere. Can you please just uh, bring yourself in well, to the local station? That's the cuts for you. That's the police cuts for you. They haven't got you. a car to get to your house. <laughs> they haven't got one of them little panda cars. They have to phone everybody. <laughs> Excuse me, can you stop doing all that murder? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so apologies to, to everyone concerned and to the Shell Garage. I, uh, I was suitably... Uh, Pay at the pump in future. Yeah, do you know yeah. I will? Yeah. Wednesday morning, it's time for the stress reliever. Oh, stress reliever! Thank God you're here to save us with your lovely blue top. 
my lovely blue top and... Funny hair. Funny hair. Yeah, the way you've got your headphones on, the back of your hair sticking up in a very Mr. Majika fashion. Do you remember it used to wiggle and magic things happen? Yeah, I'm going for that look. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm, that's the, the look magic. I'm trying to achieve. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Uh, hi, Mike and Chelsea, says Rebecca in Failsworth. My mate is going to get fired at the end of October in a round of restructuring. Should I tell her in advance? Mm. Well, Rebecca, instantly, I can answer this. If my friend was going to get fired <laughs> who works with me, I'd just be really glad. <laughs> uh, I was talking to my supervisor yesterday, she writes in an email, who confided in me about his new role within the business. And at the same time, I found out that my mate and a couple of the secretaries are going to get fired. Redundo in the next four weeks. Over the past few months, she and I have gotten friendly. We're not best buddies. We're just very good workmates. We go to lunch, shopping, drinks, and we talk about sexy in the office, but I feel terrible. She's going to get blindsided by this firing at the end of the month. Should I leave the situation alone, or should I take her aside and, like, throw her a copy of the jobs page from the MEN and let her know that she maybe needs to start branching out? Do any of you foresee me revealing the firing as being adverse to me here in the office? That's a very convoluted sentence. Isn't it? Do any of you foresee me revealing the firing as being adverse to me here in the office? Okay, kind of understand it. Uh, Rebecca and Failsworth. So she's found out a good mate's going to get Redundoed. Does she tell her? Does she tell the mate? Mm. Now, listen, I can relate to this. Can you? I used to, I, I started doing this breakfast show back in 1998. Am uh, I leaving? Hey? Am I leaving? <laughs> you're, you're leaving, Chelsea. <laughs> and I've just been told that Chelsea's surplus requirements. Cutbacks. Gone. Um, no, the, um, and, and the producer I had was a guy called Sean. And if you've listened to this show for a few years, you'll know this. And Sean, there was a real moron of a boss who took over Q103 in about 2000. He was a real... T-I-T. Right. And he came in, anyway, fired Sean. Right. And he told me about it, and he told me not to tell Sean. He said, listen, I'm going to have to let Sean go in a few weeks. Right. And this was my producer on this show. Right. He used to laugh like a hyena. A lot of people would. And then he used to produce Justin's show. It was a bit like... <laughs> Yeah. That's part of the reason for the firing. <laughs> anyway, him. So this moron boss came in 2000, uh, called Andrew, uh, and he, he fired Sean. It's a very me small first, industry, you never know when you might need those I'm people I'm never working for that <laughs> spareboyed again. Um, and anyway, so he fired my producer, and I did tell him. Did and you? Sean, But then Sean had to act for, for about six weeks like he didn't know. Right. So he didn't actually act on it, on the news? He didn't leave? No, he didn't. Off. He didn't. I'd be tempted not to say anything. I know that sounds a Chelsea. bit like... Chelsea. That's not very loyal to you, <laughs> colleague. I know, but it, it's kind of like... Um, Every dog... You could, you know, shoot the messenger type of thing, and I don't know whether I'd just leave it to somebody else, and it's not like you telling them is going to change anything, and it makes you feel like a bad person anyway. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And what if you said, oh, they're going to fire you, and then in the meantime they decided to change their mind? That's true, actually. Do you know what I mean? Never it could just that. change everything. Um, so we've got a difference of opinion here between Chelsea and I. Yeah. Which isn't a unique thing. No. Um, what do you reckon? Facebook.com slash Q103. Love to know your opinion on this. You really need to know what to do. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. This girl has found out that a good uh, mate at work is going to be biffed, is going to be made redundo. Uh, what should she do? She should tell her mate. Uh, Darren has just texted. Says, "Hi, Mike and Chelsea. Uh, you don't need to tell them directly. You could just drop some subtle hints. Like, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> hey, look at this website, fishforjobs.com. Uh, Latoya's on the phone in Middleton. Good morning, Latoya. Morning. Hiya. Good, good morning. What would you do in this situation, Latoya? Um, I think I'd tell her. To be honest. Why? Why would you tell her? Why would you tell your mate she was going to be biffed? 
Um, just to give her a bit of warning and to let her know so she can get her head around it and start looking for a new job. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Well, she could start looking for a new job, but what if, like Chelsea said, um, the, the, you know, maybe something changed in their plans and then the, the mm. employer decided not to sack her? She could have gone through a whole month of thinking she was out the door. But then at least, you know, they might not change their mind and then she might find out that a friend knew all that time and didn't say anything to her. She'd be pretty gutted, I think. So oh. you mean, by telling her, she would have a backup plan it, if even if it didn't yes. you know, work out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, actually, Latoya, Karen in Staley Vegas has just texted us and she says, don't tell her, he could be testing her loyalty by oh, giving her yeah. this nugget of information and then she could be sacked by passing it on. <laughs> so you failed your <laughs> test. Yeah. Karen stated briefly with a conspiracy theory. Tell us what are our friends on Facebook say. Uh, Michelle Reeves said I'd have to tell that person if it was me. Uh, I'd go. I'd hand in my notice or I'd go sick for two weeks and use it to look for another job. Lexi Dodd says tell them that you're pregnant they can't fire you then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Is great. that true? I don't know. But I might try I'm that one pregnant. day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Jane Deacon says I'd tell them I heard a rumour and suggest they ask the boss, therefore making the boss squirm. And Laura Hope says, I think she should tell her mate off the record, give her a chance to resign instead of getting fired. Susie's on the phone in Stockport. Good morning, Susie. Hello, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you for, for asking and caring. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, we, uh, we've chatting about this thing. So this girl's found out her mate's going to be made redundo. Mm. Should she tell her or not? What do you reckon, Susie? Personally, I wouldn't, because you, wouldn't. you don't know what the repercussions are going to be. Somebody, I think, mentioned that it could be a test of a loyalty, um, and it, it could well be, and I just think, um, you know, if you've not been told you can uh, pass on that information, then you, you definitely shouldn't. Have you ever been in this situation yourself? Yes, I have. Um, oh. uh, I work for a company in Manchester with my sister yeah. um, as a PA, um, and uh, we were going through some redundancies, and her name came up on the list. And I absolutely agonised about whether to tell her whether to drop hints or, or whatever. Um, but I came to the conclusion that in my position, confidentiality and trust is the biggest. That's thing. a hard situation to put yeah. you in. Susie, we're making difficult. redundancies. Your sister's going to be fired, but don't tell her. <laughs> what do yeah. you do? What do you do when you see her that night? I know. I, I, didn't, I couldn't tell her because of my position. But what I did do is um, I told my, my mum in um, strict confidence. Oh, yeah, that, then give your mum that burden. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's not just you to blame your on your own. Now. Don't blame me, sis. Mum knew. Dad knew. Uncle Oscar knew. Everybody knew. Yeah, what she did was she, she started to, to sign vacancies in the paper that she thought she might be interested, you know, and just oh. innocently sent them to her. Yeah. Um, so we did we'd have a sort of a backup plan, but, but um, in the end, my boss managed to find her a different uh, position in a different department because oh, right. he felt a bit sorry for me, if you like. He, he was concerned about the relationship with my sister and whatever. So you're so fairly close to your boss? Uh, I don't work for him anymore, but um, yes, I was, yeah, you did me a great favour there. And, and for it all come out, my sister was totally understanding of the position I was in because she understood, you know, that um, trust and confidentiality for a PA is like a really major Susie, thing. Susie, you've got a very trustworthy voice, actually. <laughs> I'm, just sort of, I'm just listening to the tone of your voice and thinking... <laughs> I like this woman. Uh, listen, thank you very much for uh, for calling us and uh, for taking part. And thanks to everyone today. Chelsea, um, generally, what were people saying? The majority of people are saying that they would tell, but more by dropping little hints rather than directly saying you're going to be sacked. Yes, OK. Yeah.
Uh, Hugh Ferris, huge ferret, uh, is leaving Key 103 today. He's been the sports guy on Justin's show for the last couple of years. Uh, and prior to that, he was on our show, wasn't he? For, yes, For he was. what seemed like an eternity. <laughs> um, and he's leaving Key 103 today. He's here with us now. Hello there, Tim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We've Hello there, Tim. this before. Can we, can <laughs> yeah, but it's back? still funny. That, that was the moment, by the way, that Hugh was live on Sky News. <laughs> and the guy said, and now we're going live over to uh, Key Radio 103. Yeah. In Manchester, and a Mr. Hugh Ferris. Hello, Hugh. Hello there, Tim. And there was Hugh... clearly something wrong with the connection. Yeah, there was something wrong with the connection. And yeah. you've sped it up. No, we haven't. No, no, that's, that's the how thing. It played that's out. how it was. Hello there, Tim. That it's was, on YouTube and everything. It's on YouTube. Well, YouTube distorts things. <laughs> uh, but of course, Hugh is is best known uh, for his fantastic commentary. Uh, he's done United commentary and um, City commentary for many, many years, um, and and faultlessly. Sibierski seems to be making a move towards the. This is the chinch there. handing over to Hugh. Free kicks, so he couldn't go off. So whether it'll be Sibierski or, or a straight swap for for Son, we'll have to wait and see. Here's uh, the skipper, Sylvain Distan. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Richard Dunn, it was just, Skipper seemed to throw me a little there. Here's Richard Dunn now out towards his right-hand side, running into... <laughs> the consummate professional. Oh. <laughs> oh, excuse me, what you like? Hello there, Tim. <laughs> so, the old team's back together. Yeah. We're getting the band back together. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Toolan, this is Chelsea Spokes. Hello. She's got married and everything since you so were So I was wondering what had happened. Yeah. I heard you were pregnant and <laughs> that's Chelsea right. had eight brothers. <laughs> Actually, since uh, morning lockstock, that's where it all went wrong for Hugh, you know. <laughs> Why? Well, because when that memo came round from the boss saying that we all had to be married by the end of 2012, <laughs> yeah. we all complied and Hugh says, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. I can't mad. possibly adhere to this. Even then I knew that it would never happen. <laughs> yeah. So the last time you were on this show... I, I actually suppose I was married. Well, anyway, that didn't work so good. Yes, but now I'm doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> you learned nothing, man. Now, now Chelsea's got married. Uh, Locko's got married know, again. Yes. We've all got married. You know, this is you how life moves on. You came to my wedding and we embarrassed the life out of you, didn't we? Because one of my uh, wife's uh, friends really took a shine to Hugh, really fancied him. Did she? And yeah, I, I, she introduced I introduced partially her, sighted. Said, Hugh, this is a lady who really fancies you. And he was like, oh! <laughs> I had joined the wedding late and had, had, had not any beer by that point and ran. Uh, was she a looker? <laughs> she was beautiful, but I was just a little bit shocked. So, Hugh used to do the, the sport on the show for many, 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 many years. Um, and we also used to do a, a regular thing with him called Challenge Hugh, which was the, the real, that was the highlight of my career. <laughs> and every week... Really? Uh, Chelsea, yeah. Every week, Chelsea would spin the, uh, the Wheel of Destiny. Yeah. Uh, and it would have a different challenge on it. There's all sorts of weird and wonderful things on there. Uh, and the, the pictures are now on our Facebook site, by the way. For some reason, I'm looking at a picture now, facebook.com slash key103. One of your challenges involved you dressing up as a cow. Oh, yes. What yeah. was that? I can't and remember what that running was Running away from pigs. Oh, that was pig, it, yeah. Pigs chased me. It was supposed to be a pig, but we couldn't get a pig costume, so that that's was why it. I ended we, up as a cow. <laughs> there was a load of pigs in this farm in Cheshire, with Hugh Ferris in the middle of them, dressed as a cow. Oh, that yeah. was, don't think for any moment that there was any budget for this, any sort of no. backup stuff. It was just me in a field that being chased by pigs. That was £10? Pounds? Yeah. But all the pigs had been hired out. The pigs had been hired out. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we had you at the bird cage in town, uh, dressed up as a woman doing a drag you act. It's Madonna. Madonna. I, I Madonna. went with my mum. Maradona. And my mum's never been the same since that <laughs> night. Because as we left, she went, 
Doesn't he make an ugly woman? <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I think I'd rather that than make a good woman. Wouldn't yeah, you? yeah you make an ugly man. I remember teaching him how to walk in heels in the days yes. running up to this challenge, and he still didn't get it. <laughs> Couldn't do it. But my ankles look lovely. <laughs> but you, have, you have nice ankles. Yeah, got a good uh, There's also a picture on uh, Facebook.com/slash/q103 of the day we made Hugh dress up in drag again. There was a lot of involving uh, women's clothing with your challenges for some reason. Uh, he had to walk down Deansgate dressed again as an ugly woman. Yeah. I think that's why he ran away from that real woman at my wedding. <laughs> yeah, he had enough of high heels. Um, then there was the time... Oh, do you remember the time we sent you to Ashton under the line uh, to do some paintballing? Leave that there. Yeah. I think I think a word slipped out there that shouldn't have done. You know, paintballing is generally done from a great distance. Yeah. <laughs> the guys who are all in masks, looking really threatening, thought it'd be hilarious to find me, and because there was about ten of them and one of me, find me and then shoot me from a short distance. I had bruises bubbling up for about a week. It, it does hurt. It does hurt. It, it winded me when I went. It I was, was like, funny though, isn't it? <laughs> and who can also forget the day we threw Hugh out of an aeroplane? Oh, the memories, the memories. All these different ways we've tried to kill it. He's still here. I'm still here. Still here. He's like the locust. He can survive a, he can survive a nuclear winter. Uh, it's 7.41. You are waking up to Q103. It's Friday. Manchester's traffic. The M6 northbound. We've got delays between 24 at Ashton in Makerfield and 25 at Bryn. On the 60 anti-clockwise, it's queuing around 16 at Pendlebury. Also the 67 heading towards uh, Denton Island at junction 24 of the M60. That's very, fairly slow this morning. It is busy, but it is moving on Stockport Road in Bredby just by the Morrisons there. The other routes are busy, but they are moving. And we have got some problems on the trains between Piccadilly and Leeds. It's because of a signalling problem. They are running, but they're probably running a little bit late. Uh, they're not sure when the normal service is going to start again, but if you need up-to-date uh, train information, then get on nationalrail.co.uk. That's the latest on Key 103. More every 20 minutes. Oh, you. Someone's just texted in and says, you're not forgetting the biggest challenge ever uh, when you dumped you in that bar in New York. <laughs> Eyes, <laughs> oh, daggers, eyes, daggers. Listen, Hugh and I went away on holiday together. Um, about a year and a half ago. Can I stress that word together? Yeah, we went on holiday, we went on holiday together. together. I don't mean in that way, I just meant as friends. As friends. To spend time together. Although I was newly single, I was experimenting. <laughs> um, and um, I, I, um, I can't remember how it happened. We were in some big oh, bar. Oh, you can't remember how it happened. There's some, the truth. We, we were in some big bar in New York. And, um, and and I started talking to some girls, but in a platonic way. They weren't good looking. I wasn't chatting them up. I was just chatting to these <laughs> they girls. They weren't good looking, so it was only platonic. <laughs> yeah, they weren't good looking, so I wasn't interested. But I was just asking them about where we could go for a, for a beer. Anyway, I started chatting to these girls. Hughes at the other end of this enormous long bar in New York just storms <laughs> off. You know, this just storms off. We have this fuming argument. You left me sat yeah, on my own. You're talking for two minutes. It probably meant he was sat on his own for yes, two hours. It was about 35 minutes. I checked, and he left me on my own, and you didn't even even turn about 30 degrees and go, Hugh, come over. He's still, what, come minutes. Just completely ignored me. He's still, it is. He's still annoyed about it. <laughs> I'm a year and a, and a year and That's a half. That's why I left. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. 
Q103. Toolandcast.